Dr. Chad, what's good, man? Welcome back to the Doc Says. Welcome back to the Doc Says. Yo, the doctor back in office for another round The author of the Wrestlemania era has come to put it down Not only wrestling, is film and football Golden Dome represent a Notre Dame been a squad On the wrestling side, he's bringing all the passion College basketball and March men will bring the madness Whether Top Gun or it's Dark Knight uh-uh. The doc says, welcomes all y'all to get it right Welcome to the doc says, the doc says Welcome to the doc says, the doc says Welcome to the doc says the doc says, welcome to the doc says, we're down to chat, hey. Hello and welcome to the doc says. I am your host, Chad McIntyre, and today it's all about All Elite. All Elite Wrestling's forthcoming pay-per-view revolution, that is. My guest host for this preview podcast is none other than my wonderful Amazing fiance, the Young Bucks loving Jungle Boy Jack Perry fan, who's recently started wearing my knockoff Burberry scarf in support of her new favorite wrestler, MJF. She's a huge wrestling fan, folks, and I'm not kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tabitha. Hi, baby. So, the show this Sunday, it's only one of four pay per views. Oh my gosh. All year. This is your third one. It is. Anticipation level, where is it at now compared to the other two shows that you've seen? Okay, so my first pay-per-view, I was probably at... Okay, remind me, had I been to a a show in person yet? When we did our first podcast about All Out, Uh it was about six weeks prior that we'd gone to Fight for the Fallen in Charlotte. Okay. Okay, so then I was... Oh, that's right, because they kind of had hinted at CM Punk. Yes, they hinted at it for the first time that night. That night, okay. So, yes, so my my anticipation for the first one was a scale of 1 to 10, like a 4? Like a 4? Mm-hmm. Uh... Not just, I mean, you know, it was it was growing. It was it was a new, it was a little seed, you know. And then after the pay per view, it started, you know, blossoming. So by the second pay per view, I would say it was probably at like a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. And now it's a it's a ten. It's a twenty. Whatever. It's huge. I'm excited. I'm excited in part personally because this is the first one that we've watched together where we're actually going to be able to build the day around it of sorts. Where it's mm-hmm. like the previous one, we we had to watch it right. the next week and then the previous one to that, Notre Dame's first game was the same night. So, <gasps> oh, so we had to watch it the next day. Yeah. So this is the first opportunity we'll have had to have yeah. watch it the way I'd ideally like to, which is when it's a pay-per-view weekend for All Elite Wrestling. It's like... <laughs> All right, let's carve out some time. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this, between the last two pay-per-views, we've been a lot more diligent in watching Dynamite. Um, we've missed some Rampage, but we've we followed the stories a lot more closely. Per your request, yeah. at the beginning of the year, Dynamite became a weekly thing. Yeah. So... Per her request. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true. It's true. The other 
the other day I was like, uh, I think you said, are we watching Dynamite, right? Yeah, I, I continually have to seek like yeah. clarification. Like, this is something you still still want to do every week? Yeah, you said, are, okay, we, cool. are we watching Dynamite tonight? And I was like, how is this a question? <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be a very fun show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are three matches that you could classify as being main event caliber. Oh my gosh, So, yes. I'm going to start with one that... I know that we're both excited about. It's it's one I was really looking forward to at the last pay-per-view, but when John Moxley left the company for that hiatus mm-hmm. to go to rehab, the match was canceled and that was he was supposed to wrestle Brian Danielson at that show. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, I mean it was kind of hidden in the midst of wow. moves and all that stuff we had going on at the time. But um, I mean, I knew he was supposed to wrestle. I just didn't realize it, that it was Danielson. Yep. So now you've got this interesting story we've both been enjoying about the possibility of them actually teaming up. Yeah. But they're going to fight first, and it should be a classic, and then we'll see if it actually turns into what I would hope would be the two of them taking AEW by storm together. But I can't wait to see what they do in this match. Are we doing predictions? I think we definitely should do predictions at the end of our discussion of each match, yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So, how are you feeling about this one? Like, this is definitely going to be one of the ones on the night where I think the crowd's going to go most crazy. I agree. It's a huge match. Um, you know, it took me a while to understand your love of Moxley, honestly. Um, but I feel like the version I got of him was a very small sample size before he left and I didn't, you know, I just didn't have enough time to kind of watch him. I didn't see him when he was in WWE and with the Shield and all that stuff. And so I feel like him coming back, well, just the fact that he had to leave in general was kind of like a, oh, well, I'm paying more attention now. Like when he finally does make his comeback you know mm-hmm. like everybody loves a comeback story everybody loves a victor you know and he did i mean when he came back looking like great fit and and passionate and healthy healthy yeah motivated his his energy was you know better and when he got up and, and made his speech you know Incredible speech. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It felt real. It felt authentic. So that in and of itself, before I ever saw him wrestle from that point forward, it was like, okay, you know, I'm interested and I can appreciate, you know, who you are and what you've overcome. So all that to say is I didn't think I was going to be a Moxley fan and now I am, which is proving to be the case with a lot of people. Yeah. In these matches. So I think I said it last time, but Brian Danielson has this just like kind of effortless energy about him that just, you you just, he's got it, right? He's confident and um, capable. Uh, he's a great wrestler. I like his, you know, his promos and I think he's a, a good speaker. So I like both of them a lot. 
Um, so I think it's going to be a really good, very evenly matched, you know, situation. Do you think, thinking about making a prediction now, mm-hmm. do you think that there's any place for them to go but them coming out of it with a some sort of show of respect that furthers their story of joining forces? I kind of wondered if they were going to fight and it be like a draw. I was thinking the same thing. Because I feel like that would be a good kind of space for them to join forces and sort of be that foundational, um, I don't know what you call them. I don't want to say pillars because I know that that's like a whole thing with AEW. But like... You know, if they're going to create their own little faction or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. as these two powerhouses that are going to kind of help foster the careers of, you know, up and coming. I feel like a draw would be a good, even, you know, place to land because then nobody has the upper hand. So as they're bringing guys in, there's no like, you know, well, you know. I beat you, so I get the say in who we bring or whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. coming from it from a more even standpoint. Yeah, and they've not been afraid to use that strategy for Brian Danielson to this point. He's had a draw with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. He's had a draw with Hangman Page. So mm. two of his most high-profile matches to date in AEW have been draws. So that makes me think that they might not do that. I was going to say that now Over, that... that... To overdo it would be to test the limits of people's patience with that type of booking. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that we're going to get a definitive winner because of that. I thought about it too, but as you were talking about it further, it made me think back to the Hangman and Kenny Omega draws that Danielson's already had. It does very easily tell the story that I think we're thinking they're going to tell. But I guess, you know, AEW is certainly not a company that's ever had any issues with people just straight up losing and then coming back later. Well, now that I think about it, when Danielson asked Moxley to join forces with him, he basically said that he wouldn't even consider it unless... you know, he had earned his respect and fought with him. So that's the goal, right? So Danielson has to earn Moxley's respect. So if he beats him, one would conclude that maybe respect has been earned. Sure, absolutely. That's definitely a route I think you could easily take with the with the finish them have... Uh, Moxley go down to Brian Danielson and, you know, earn his respect that way Mm -hmm. or a narrow victory. Either way, a story within the story to me from a kind of a sports fan's viewpoint who Mm -hmm. likes this part of seeing two big stars like this go at each other Mm -hmm. is very conceivably either one of them could be the next challenger to Hangman, assuming Hangman leaves this pay-per-view still with the title as expected. I mean, Moxley, we talked about before the match with Danielson came to fruition, before it was obvious that Adam Cole was going to be the challenger for the title. We talked about, what about Moxley, the big triumphant hero, coming right. back against the champ who's been carrying the ball yeah. since he left. And, mm. you know, there are two of the... There's not been many AEW world champions thus far. Hangman's only the fourth. Moxley's yeah. been one of them. And he's, Moxley was 
I think the era that you began watching with Moxley was probably, I think most people who would listen to this would agree, was probably the, the least significant portion of, of Mox's career in AEW to that point. Yeah. So you didn't really see peak Moxley. Right, yeah. I You're agree. about to see peak Moxley in this match against Brian Danielson. If there's any sort of leftover um, trepidation toward getting fully on the Mox bandwagon, <laughs> I think this will be the match that, that takes it out of it, Takes that takes you into that, okay, I get it now mm-hmm. with this guy. Well, he already did that when he said that he appreciated lumps of sugar. <laughs> he did. He did indeed. In his book. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did. That's a good book. That certainly made him more endearing to me. You know. yeah. The stories you told me made him endearing to me. Yeah. So who do you think is going to win? If you had to pick a winner, not going with the draw scenario, who wins? Um, wow. Has Danielson won any big matches? Well, he has not won any big matches. No, he's, he's gone to draws. With both of his big opponents so far. I'm going to go with, with Danielson then. I feel like he's due a big win, and that would you know kind of dovetail right into earning Moxley's respect. I'm going to agree with you on that. I could fantasy book the crap out of that storyline <laughs> for the take us all the way through the end of the year, but given the uh, the brevity with which we're hoping this podcast... Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to watch Dynamite. we got to watch Dynamite. Um <laughs> So let's uh, let's go to one of the other big ones, um, and then we'll go to save save the best for last. Okay, so we're talking about Punk and MJF last. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about Hangman and Adam Cole. This is not a match that, on Boo. the surface, you <laughs> seem to be that excited about. Uh, this is more. This one, is all you, baby. That's yeah. This was definitely going to be, the, and it's the main event it's for the title. Hangman's had a great championship reign so far. He's had some killer matches. So, um, you know, this seems like challenger of the month territory to me. The old sort of WWE way of doing things where somebody just got a title shot that deserved it, that was big enough to get it, but really didn't have much of a chance of winning. Um, Adam Cole feels that way to me. I think he could have felt more important, but there just hasn't been a lot of storyline focus on this match. They haven't really dove too deep into their history. Um, So if this is one of those things that a YouTube show that I don't watch is supposed to build most of the interest, then I missed it because I don't watch that show. So, you know, on Dynamite, what I'm seeing is I'm going to have to build a lot of the intrigue for this one on my own. I think that there is a story to tell. Um, I think that both are great wrestlers, so it should be a great match. But, you know, there's there's an Omega Hangman kind of main event. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a Christian versus Omega type main event. And this feels more like one of those Christian and Omega type main events that's not really at that huge yeah. upper echelon of championship matches. It's for the title. It should be good. But that's going to be a match that's going to have to win me over, I think. I agree. I'm not a huge fan of either, as you know, which I know makes you sad because Hangman is your number one. Hangman's but, my guy. But um, I just find them both to be very underwhelming. Um, I'll give you that Hangman is a, you know, he's a very talented wrestler, but not particularly my style. 
And so if you can't talk and you can't sell me on your personality, then I don't know. You, I just don't prefer his wrestling style and all of the blood. And so, and then, yeah. And, and I didn't, mm, mm. so, and then Adam Cole just seems like such a, I don't know, prissy prima donna to me. So, he just seems so, like a, I don't know. Ugh. Sleazy. I don't know. Well, he's going to have to, I mean, he's, I don't think he has any choice. This match is not going to be, with everything that's underneath it, mm-hmm. if it's going to live up to the billing of the AEW World Championship match in the main event of this show, mm-hmm. then, I mean, they're going to have to bring a lot. And mm-hmm. they're going to have to have the kind of match that would win someone like you over. Yeah. If you if you can manage to stay awake. I mean, <laughs> it's true. I am here for it. I will do it. I will drink some coffee. But I think it'll be interesting. I'm more just excited for you. Um, I don't think he's going to lose you know, the title or anything. It just, there doesn't feel like nearly enough buildup and enough story and connection and rivalry. I just don't see it. I feel like they just plucked him out from the crowd and said, you're going to go against the champion. And I don't really understand why. Yeah, you could make a case that over the past 12 months, AEW has fallen into the habit of these very, challenger of the month type feeling scenarios where you pretty much know the outcome ahead of time. Um, there's value in it. It'll build up Hangman's reign just like it built up Omega's to have some of the matches he did on pay-per-view last year. Christian Cage was not a huge, huge mm. match. No. But they had a hell of a match. I mean, that was you know a match that by the end of it, Kenny Omega had impressed you. Previous to, he was sitting in that same Adam Cole and Hangman space where... Yeah. His personality wasn't doing it for you, so it wasn't really <laughs> connecting. So uh, I don't think there's any question that Hangman's walking out with the championship. I think perhaps one of the more interesting, quiet storylines throughout the night would be who the next big logical challenger for him would be coming out of the show. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about uh, some of the other bigger singles matches in a little bit let's let's switch gears a little bit to you, you know what would make hangman a heck of a lot more interesting what's that is if the bucks decide to join him well i think that that's definitely going to be an interim story between now and the next pay-per-view mm-hmm. um it makes sense you know mm-hmm. they're they're setting up let's talk about that match next that's a good segue mm-hmm Presumably, we haven't watched Dynamite yet, but presumably the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they are going to both in a triple threat match challenge for the AEW tag team titles Mm. held by the Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, Mm. and your guy, Jungle Boy. Yeah. That's a big one. It's a classic point of you don't have to have a great personality. I mean, no offense to him, but he's just, you know... He's he's still owning his, you know, his... Talking about Jungle Boy Jack Perry? Yeah, okay. like, he just, it's not there yet, you yeah, know? he's young. He's young. Super young. But his wrestling is so fun and he's smooth. Incredible. And so, you know, 
my point is is that you don't have to be a great speaker or storyteller to you know to get my attention you just you have to you know there's just something about him about lots of my favorites who you know aren't the best orders but their wrestling is just fantastic and fascinating it's not so gritty (laughs) yeah and some of it is just that it factor yeah. That undefinable thing that people have talked about in pro wrestling forever. Yes. So, yeah. um, so you go into a match like this. Um, this is the first big title defense for the new champions. They won them. They won the titles at the very beginning of the year, on the very first Dynamite of 2022, and this is their first big title defense. And they're they're basically going to be right in the middle of a little bit of a faction clash. I know, and like. What if it's not the Bucks, though? What if we're doing this whole thing? And... It has to be the Bucks. <laughs> I will be so <laughs> there's, mad. There's too much story to tell there, I think. I mean, they obviously they could go in a different direction, but let's pretend that the predicted, okay. the long-predicted situation it plays a, out. It better be them. You know, otherwise the Young Bucks aren't on this show, and that just doesn't seem right. No way. Yeah. yeah. The Young Bucks are too valuable pay-per-view commodity. This is a potential show-stealing match because of the talent involved. And mm-hmm. the story has... It's just enough. It's mm-hmm. like... That's the thing. It's like they've been quietly building toward the Young Bucks versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly yeah. for months now. Mm-hmm. Since Kyle O'Reilly showed up at the show we went to in December. Yeah. You know, they've been building toward this. Bobby Fish, I think, showed up right before or after that. So, I mean, there's that story. And then you've also got the fact that the Young Bucks had a great, great match with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus a couple of all-outs ago. And there's history there. Yeah. And there's show-stealing history there. Oh, man. They are great. This could be a great tag team match. I don't know how I feel about it, though, because I love Jungle Boy, and I love the Bucks, and I feel like... I mean, I know we're not doing our predictions and stuff, but just, like, how I feel about the match is... I think we should do predictions, for sure. Is... That I don't want, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to have to give up their title. Mm-hmm. Like, they just got it, and they worked really hard for it, and I was so happy when they got it. However, the Bucks are amazing, and I don't like that since they lost their title to the Lucha Brothers, I feel like they haven't been seen nearly as much, and it's always been with stupid Adam Cole, and... This rivalry, and I just kind of want them to like surface up above all of that mess. And so, if they can like join with Hangman and be up, and like I can see them a lot more because they're you know champions again, I am all for that. But I don't want to throw a jungle boy under the bus, so I would I'll probably cry if he loses, but I'll probably cry if the Bucks lose. This is gonna be so terrible. Well, it's possible that uh, either I- O'Reilly or Fish is the one eating the pin, so to speak. What does that mean? That means losing. Like, they're there to lose one way or the other. They better lose. Yeah. Like they're, <laughs> but they're in a triple threat tag team match, only one team has to get eliminated. What is it? Wait. So, it's one fall. It's not, you have to eliminate both teams. So, so one of those teams is going to be the losing team. One will win and the other will be having not been involved in the finish. Oh, yeah. wait, I don't think I understand. So you're saying that 
if Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby Fish go down, mm-hmm. the match is over. Who, whoever pinned whoever pins them, <gasps> wins. Really? So they don't have to. That's the thing about these situations: is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus don't have to be involved at all in the finish to lose the titles. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yep. So I think this is going to be great. I think that Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are going to retain. It's, you think so? I think it's just too early. It doesn't feel like the right time. That yeah. story with the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, with the Elite and the Bullet Club, the Undisputed Era, all these classic indie factions that have been around for these last several years, coalescing into this storyline that's going to eventually involve Hangman. Yeah. Could very but well eventually you think involve. It's later on down the road. I do. I think because uh, okay. I think Omega needs to be back for it. Oh. He's he's too integral a part of the Elite to not be a part of this huge Elite implosion story. Gotcha. Has okay. to be. Okay. Well, so I'm definitely I'll going with the Jurassic Express. For nice. Sure. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what I want to. One thing we will not be able to comment on tonight is the Face of the Revolution ladder matches full participant list. Mm-hmm. Ladder matches are a blast. You've recently gotten your initial exposure to them. Yes. Uh, this amazing. is going to be a really interesting ladder match, in part because it's <laughs> it's multi. It's that there's seven people in it. We don't know one. Yeah. But the people we do know that are in it are, are some big freaking gigantic. We got Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. There you go. Well, there, there's your there's your big people. There's the big boys. I mean, that's three. You usually in a big match like this with the ladder, you're gonna get one big guy. One Who, big guy. Is Darby in this one? Darby is not. He's in a different match. Okay. Yeah. So you've got one would just could maybe imagine like a little guy like him just like crawling up over top of the big guys, <laughs> just like scrambling up really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Ricky Starks is in this. Boo. Orange Cassidy is in this. Yay. And let's see. I can't believe that I like Orange Cassidy now. So. I don't know who I am anymore. Orange Cassidy is great once you get it. And, and we were at I the know. show. I didn't get it. And then when I got it, I was like, this is amazing. And He's it helps. hilarious. It helps to see it in person and feed off of his energy. Yeah. Because everybody at all AEW shows, he's like he is one of their most universally beloved yeah. characters. <laughs> so I look at a match like this. This is for the a shot at the TNT championship. Last year when it happened, there was a participant that was named on the night of. Mm-hmm. It was the debut of, uh, of Ethan Page. Oh. Um and then the, the the winner, Scorpio Sky, got a title shot like the next week. So it's for a TNT championship match against Sammy Guevara. So I, that that's one of the things to take into account here is that it, whoever wins, if you think that someone like Wait. Keith Lee wins, then Keith Lee, I don't see how you put Keith Lee up against Sammy Guevara and not have Keith Lee win. So you're saying that on the pay-per-view, the ladder match is just for a chance to mm-hmm. wrestle Sammy in yep. another time? In a different time. Yep. Oh, interesting. Because mm-hmm. Sammy's in that match with Darby and Sting against... Um, oh, that's right. The triple threat or yeah. that tornado tag team match. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Would have loved to have seen Sammy defend the title on this show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not common that the TNT title gets defended on pay-per-view. Hmm. It's more of a TV championship, but 
you know, still, I think Sammy's been crushing it and deserved a little bit bigger spot I on agree. this show. Um, absent that, you know, who do you think he's going to end up facing? Oh, my gosh. Anybody stand out as, like, the obvious winner to you? I mean, they're pushing Wardlow so hard that I feel like I would be surprised if he lost. But I'm trying to think of how the story would go. Like, I feel like Sammy would lose the title against Wardlow. But maybe that's the point, is, like, to give him some glory so that he can start his you know, his kind of feud with MJF. We've reached critical mass with that. Yeah. It, it feels like we're, it's no longer a teasing thing anymore. It's like, this is imminent. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, like, is it three months imminent? Or yeah. Or is it six months imminent? It's just a ticking time bomb. So I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with Wardlow. Yeah. I mean, I look at the roster. I mean, maybe the person who, the, the seventh person ends up, being the one who wins it, and who knows who that could be. There's rumors that Jeff Hardy is coming Ew. Uh, to, to AEW, and he's going to join forces with Matt, but it'd be one way to debut him. He wins a match that he's famous for. He's the most famous ladder match wrestler of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, and so um, he could win it and then lose to Darby. I mean, I think I, I, I'm not really... I'm not in favor necessarily of a scenario that has Sammy losing the title because of what's going on. I think he's he's got he's got a little bit more juice left in his championship reign. But if Keith Lee or Wardlow win, then it feels like Sammy's <laughs> dropping the title. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with Keith Lee. I think if you want to make yeah. a, a big statement, then you know bring him in. But obviously Wardlow is by far the most pushed person in this match, so it makes sense for him to win. Yeah, he just hasn't lost anything, so it would be his first loss, right? For like a long time. Well, losing a ladder match is different. Is is a little bit different because you don't really have to be involved in yeah. how it how the finish plays out. So, do you feel like the Wardlow thing is going to be like? What's your take as a fan who's been watching as long as you have? I think your perspective on this is super interesting. Like the the Wardlow turn on mjf do you i feel like that's coming like next week is my prediction <laughs> so i am of the opinion that you know wardlow is going to be pushed to the top against mjf like now mm -hmm. how do you feel yeah i mean they've been poking the bear and he's been just quietly taking it you know taking it taking it taking it um i will be greatly disappointed if there's not some huge eruption you know like I want to see him, like, you know, go a little helter-skelter and not take it anymore, you know? He's been, like, almost a gentle giant to, like, his posse, you know, berating him and this and that, and he's just taking it, and and I, I want to see, you know, just for, uh, I don't know the right word to say, but, like, cathartic like i just sure. i want him to it's gonna be great just, when he snaps yeah i want him to snap MJF. yeah no whoa whoa no 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 back the train up excuse me he's not allowed to <laughs> destroy mjf temporarily destroy he'll be back he no i just want him to get angry and leave oh. and he can and he can what's the other guy 
he's going to demolish Sean Spears. Yes. Yes. That's how I want him to demolish. I want him to demolish Sean Sean Spears and scare, you know, MJF a little bit. And then and then go off and do his own thing. I do not want him to destroy him, because he's my guy. Well, I mean those 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 guys are gonna fight he's in, my in guy. the very near future. I don't. I, I think I'm closing my ears. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wardlow definitely deserved some airtime. He's been he's been great. Yeah. In recent weeks. Yeah. So, Except that that whole. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. He was kind of right. The one trick pony thing, like Sean Spears, when he was like. This thing you're doing. What's that move he's doing? The symphony of power bombs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, he wasn't wrong. It's a little overused. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. That's his role. He's, that's what they did with Goldberg back in the I day. Know, but I feel like he's got, he's got more than that. He does. He's uh, got more. He had, in, in our catch up of, of AEW history, I'll have to show you his cage match with Cody in February 2020. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was really his first big performance. He always knocks it out of the park. So um, let's uh, let's quickly go through the other noteworthy matches. Uh, okay. Doctor Britt Baker. Boo. Up against Thunder Rosa <laughs> for the women's t- women's championship. Not a huge fan of AEW women's wrestling is uh, is Tabitha. So no. this is probably the most likely match to be able to start winning her over as she's seen yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. They had a killer match last year at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. It's like a hardcore fight type match, and they just beat the crap out of each other. Earned a lot of respect in doing so. Yeah. This is the rematch. Thunder Rosa feels like she could legitimately be the champion. To I me. really hope she is. I really, really. I just need Britt Baker to shut up. I just need her like wrestle, but don't stop talking. Just stop talking. Britt Baker won the title at Double or Nothing last year, so she's held it for about nine months. Yeah, it's it's time. So I could conceivably see it being time, because honestly, if it's not Thunder Rosa at, at this point, I, I don't know who it would be. Yeah. So, um, And then you got Eddie Kingston against Chris Jericho, a match that those guys won us over last week with their segment on Dynamite. We went into it cold. You fell asleep, but you still woke up and heard the high points. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, I like, forgot Like, oh, it was good. That. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. It was so good. I dozed off there just for a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, I I didn't really understand the the praise for Eddie Kingston. Just didn't under, just didn't get it. It's like, he just seems like kind of a bum from New York. I don't know. Just, like, pulled him, pulled him off the street. And that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole point (laughs) is like that's what makes him endearing to a lot of people i think he feels of all of the roster the most authentic oh yeah to me yeah like it does not feel like he is playing a role i feel like he's just that is who he is you know he's either selling it really really good and he's a way better you know performer than anybody you know is giving him credit for or that's just who he is which is kind of cool very cool. Yeah. Very cool. When you and I first did our podcast for All Out last year, mm-hmm. 
one of the things we talked about was sort of an authenticity that you liked in yes. some of the sort of the heart of AEW was the opportunity to be. Absolutely. And there's not arguably anybody on the AEW roster that better represents what AEW stands for than Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston would have no chance <laughs> in the world of being a star in, in WWE in this no. day and age. No. But he <laughs> is one of the top 10 stars, arguably, in AEW in terms of like, this is the in his his last year 20 top 20 there's well, no way he's top 10 no i mean but listen to the the, the kind of matches he's having he's having the a, a tremendous tag team title match him and moxley against the young bucks at double or nothing last year <laughs> oh wow he's wrestling for the tnt title in the opener at all out in chicago he wrestled um cm freaking punk <laughs> in punk's second big pay-per-view match back in in eight years mm. at at full gear and now he's wrestling chris freaking jericho i mean eddie yeah. kingston is one of those guys that positionally in terms of like who's someone you know is going to get a big match on every pay-per-view mm-hmm. eddie kingston's one of those guys i mean there's pack is not going to be on this show oh. in all likelihood and you know even though you don't like him but malachi black andrade Ooh. snuck onto the card there's a lot of people yeah. that could be in this spot, but Eddie Kingston, because of his authenticity and how over he is with the people, yeah, he is extraordinarily popular, and it gets his butt on these cards and these big spots. And I don't think this is going to be much to write home about in terms of match quality, but it should tell a good story. Yeah, and I would love to see Eddie Kingston win. I think they so much set that up yeah. with the way they presented it of saying, "Hey, man, you can't win the big one, Eddie Kingston." Now he's going to win the big one. And I like this role for Chris Jericho, too. I'm, I, I think this is a perfect position for him. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And oddly enough, I think I you know, said this to you. It wasn't until MJF's you know, match with Jericho back at All Out. All Out that made me an MJF fan. And it's the kind of this seems like it's going to be the same thing with Eddie Kingston. Something Indeed. about Jericho, like he is doing a good job of, what do they say, pushing him over or whatever. Putting him over. Putting him over. <laughs> yep, indeed. I yep. think he's. I think he's pushing him too. But yeah, putting him over. He is. You know, he is uh, definitely pushing him over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Eddie Kingston wins the match, in my opinion. I agree. Um, the last guy that Eddie Kingston fought on pay-per-view was CM Punk. Mm. And he won winning that one. And here's the deal. I mean, at this point, CM Punk, MJF, dog collar match. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think that you, you can Uh. make a definitive case that even though Hangman versus Adam Cole is going to be the the main event because it's for the title, not in my heart. The and, and that's the <laughs> thing. Like this this show isn't going to be sold on Hangman versus Adam Cole. It's going to be shown. I mean, if it if it does big pay per view numbers, mm-hmm. the match that's going to deserve most of the credit for it's going to be this one. It's going to be Punk and MJF. This is the real main event for Absolutely. all intents and purposes. Absolutely, I am so excited about this one. Except. That you said that there's probably going to be blood, and then now I'm not as excited. But I'm really excited. There's going to be a lot of it. Oh. So just prepare yourself. But that's the thing. This is the art of of violence in, uh. in, in pro wrestling. This AEW is going to continue to push that envelope because... I don't like it. They, uh, they subscribe to an older school sort of philosophy about pro wrestling when it comes to that. I'm on board with it. 
prepare yourself. But from a storyline perspective, I said after that promo that MJF did. Oh, my God. Where he was uh, crying. I said, this is the greatest uh, feud in AEW history to date. And I meant that. I think that the quality of the match they had on TV, that classic TV match that they had, even with the restarts, it's just classic pro wrestling. That's You build two nights like Sunday through nights like that by making you want to see CM Punk beat this guy. Because after the, the two ways that MJF defeated him, and it's just been a great feud all around with all the incredible talking segments and mm-hmm. brilliant promos all the way back into November last year. These guys are just tearing each other apart on the microphone. It's it's pro wrestling at its finest, in my opinion. I love this feud, and I'm so excited to see how they conclude this four-month story. I'm sad if they conclude it, but I have, I have, I have thoughts about it. I've shared them with you, and I know they're crazy little pipe dreams, but I think that they've been maybe kind of subtly laying the groundwork for them to join forces because MJF obviously has been a huge fan of punks. They they brought that out, you know, was it last week? Yes. And, you know, he came out, Punk came out and was like, is this true? You know? And I think that that, that one, that act right there, that is that true. I think that was an important key component. Like Punk seeing MJF instead of, you know, him as a, you know, a jerk or a scared little, you know, spoiled child throwing a temper tantrum like you know he saw him he saw him in that moment you know like I have this responsibility I am older and wiser and I've been an icon and all these things you know and the whole it feels like there's this this whole movement in AEW of taking these you know kind of What's the word? Younger stars. Well, yeah, but like the older ones. They're they're like the... The veterans? The veterans. Perfect, mm-hmm. yes. So the veterans taking on the newbies, right? That's like just like one after another. That seems to be the case. You've got Sting and Darby. And it seems like, you know, Jericho has done that. And it feels like Danielson and Moxley are going to try and do that. And so, you know, Punk could just take MJF under his wing. Not that he needs it, but I I just, my heart wants that so badly. Here's what I think. I think that you're going to get that, but Mm -hmm. you're just not going to get it anytime soon. It's going to be something they come back to down the road. Yeah. When one of them needs the other one. Yeah. And when one of them, especially when MJF has aligned with the side of the good and mm-hmm. and, and pure and away from his evil. <laughs> yeah. Then well, they're going to come together That's at some exactly point. how it felt. Like, Boom, the roof's going to blow yeah, all over the place. Like Punk's going to turn him to the, to the bright side. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, who do I think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? I... I 
hope MJF wins. Yeah? Yeah, I really do. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think that, that you've got two plausible scenarios for MJF. Just pick which one you think is going to happen first. Okay. His next two pay-per-view matches, for all intents and purposes, should be Wardlow uh-huh. and Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. Defeating Hangman Adam Page to win the championship is his destiny, I think. I think he's the next logical guy. Mm-hmm. The question at this point, I guess, is just who... When do you think that'll happen? I, I'm, I eye that as more the all-out main event that's down the road. I think this thing with Wardlow is going to come to a head between now and May's pay-per-view, mm-hmm. double or nothing. So I actually think that uh, MJF is going to lose <gasps> this rematch to CM Punk. I think that that's going to be the story. Now, if CM Punk puts over MJF for the second time and, and, and gets no win, and that was always something that CM Punk, I think, quietly hated about WWE, is... John Cena, you could beat him once, but then he'd beat you like three times in a row just to rem- just to remind you who the number one guy really was. Mm-hmm. I don't think that CM Punk has come back to, to defeat all of these young guys on pay-per-view. I think he could very conceivably take the loss here. Um, but that's a big deal for, for CM Punk to put over MJF that definitively. I mean, if he beats... CM Punk in a dog collar match, then, I mean, Wardlow can get the heck out of the way because Hangman Page is the main event for, Mm. you know, Hangman versus MJF then becomes the double or nothing main event almost by default because it would be crazy to go in any other direction. You can't beat CM Punk in a dog collar match after beating him already (laughs) and then not win the championship as your next step because there's nowhere else to go like I think if you if MJF wins here you better be ready to push him all the way to the top no I think they're wanting to build a little more tension so I guess he's gonna lose damn it so, but therein lies the one of the cool things about main events I am of the opinion that a main event level scenario should always present a very interesting who's going to win scenario. It should never be a a 100%, oh, it's a no-brainer, hangman's going to win. That's the way it's going to be. But that is how this main event is. <laughs> but and yeah, but and, and that's that's true. But CM Punk versus MJF again, calling it no. the real main event. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, MJF versus Punk. I really, I could see it going either way. Danielson versus Moxley. I could see it going either way. Hangman versus Cole. I do not see it. So they, I feel like they dropped the ball on that. But I digress. We'll see. Maybe they'll make up for it on the night. So. <gasps> So there you go. I mean, we got the pay-per-view coming up Sunday. I'm going to sign off here and go watch Dynamite and get a little hyped. Yay! Yeah. This was fun. I love wrestling. And I love you. (laughs) I love you, too. I love that you love wrestling. Yep. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the show.